0: These are stories about murder.
1: (gasps) Could there be a hidden clue?
0: Things that are exceptionally alarming. Like what? Just alarming things.
1: Because he's at the bottom of the ocean, every little sound is intensely magnified. He hears animals eating his friends and crewmates.
0: Oh my god. Instead of scattering ashes, he had simply dumped them in the parking lot. (laughs) In Germany, before a royal court.
1: thought she was Polish.
0: No, the magician is Polish.
1: This is Three Shots In. And today, we're talking about...
0: Hello and welcome to Three Shots In. I am Jake. I'm Jess. And this is episode five of season four. And the topic is return.
1: Return. Return
0: like, those clothes that you bought that you thought, well, that you were really hopeful would fit, but they didn't.
1: But they didn't. They were just so tight. You had to return them. Gross. Why do things say large when they really mean small? You know? Yeah. Yeah. Or like medium at best. Yeah. Why? Or you can be talking about return, like like Return of the King. Maybe you're going real Tolkien in this.
0: Mm, mm. Return of the Jedi.
1: You could. You could be doing they, that. They
0: could return too. You,
1: you. They. They return. Yeah. They did once. Mm-hmm. They could do it again. Sure. You could. You could re
0: Like turn another time.
1: I don't know what that means.
0: You said return, like you could turn, but then you could return. Like yeah. Turn again. You can like that.
1: like three sixty. Yeah. You return forwards. Sure. Or something. Maybe. I don't know. Of course, our stories are so much more awesome. Yep. Than what we just talked about.
0: That was just a preview. And Tiny little. Like that was like a not as good preview.
1: No, yeah. Just like a little taste. Mm-hmm. Because what we're really here for is for shots and for awesome stories. Yeah. And and that's what we deliver. And now. Nine times out of ten, it's kind of true crimey, right? Yeah. Like that's kind of kind of our our thing. We kinda just, we kinda lean towards it. Mm-hmm. And you know what? Maybe we're talking about it tonight, but maybe not. So uh stay tuned. We had shots tonight, Jessica, of tierra fertile.
0: Yeah, that's fertile land.
1: Ooh, that's fun. Mm-hmm. Fertile land, tequila Añejo. Um, I thought it was quite, quite smooth.
0: Very smooth.
1: I thought it was delicious.
0: I quite enjoyed it. Thank you so much, Dad, for the gift.
1: Yeah. Thanks, Father. It was amazing. hmm For drinks, we had some pina colada daiquiris. Mine's gone.
0: Yours is finished. And mine's down to the final, like, sixth, I guess. Yeah. It's basically just spit at the it's bottom. It's just
1: spit up in there. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I finished mine. And then I was like, oh. Just sucked
0: it right down. Just,
1: just slurped it down.
0: All the way down your gullet.
1: Mm-hmm. And then it was like, dang, I'm still parched, though. So I got a Truly Blueberry Yeah. down the hatch. Already gone. Already gone. Then I got a Truly Strawberry Lime. Okay. Also down the hatch. It's dang.
0: gone. Yeah.
1: There's no recollection of it anymore.
0: Wow. That just happened in the short time between us going live on Instagram and then beginning the recording?
1: Of course. And now I'm drinking some Ozarka.
0: Water. Just some water.
1: It's not just water.
0: What is what well, I mean, what other it's, thing is it other than, than water? It's
1: proudly Texan water.
0: Oh, okay.
1: Like this water makes you a man. If you drink it. If you drink it, you become a man for sure. I'm gonna take a big sip right now. Mm-hmm. Watch. Just watch. Just just watch, Jess. I'm gonna take a sip of the Ozarka, Proudly Texan. And now I'm a man, see?
0: <laughs> Whoa, that was crazy. Your voice sounded so different it after you drink it.
1: It is wild what water, what Proudly Texan water can do for the uh, the vocal cords. That's crazy. Yeah.
0: Let me try it.
1: You want to try some Ozarka Proudly Texan water?
0: Yeah.
1: Here, go ahead. Take a little sip.
0: Okay. I'm taking off the lid and I'm having a sip now.
1: Does my voice sound any deeper? Dude.
0: It's crazy, right? That is, that is very... Wow, this is effective. You sound s- super duper effective. Are you related to Sam Elliott? I... Maybe I am. Wow. That's awesome. Oh, it seems to be wearing off. Oh. Well, temporary, but still pretty cool. Pretty cool. Yeah. Pretty cool.
1: Yeah. I mean, you can't be a proud Texan forever. It's fleeting for sure. hmm um, What's not fleeting is the amazing amazing loveliness that we receive from our patrons our amazing wonderful patrons who time and time again deliver unto us money and we love it and we love them even more yes the greatest
0: gift of all is money and you've given it to us patrons and so we thank you mom and dad terry and danny sweet sam ricky TJ, David, Jeremy, Abria, Thomas Flash, and Alan, thank you all.
1: You guys are amazing.
0: Wonderful. So attractive.
1: I know I only peer pressured like three of you into being patrons, which is awesome. Because there was way more than three that were read off.
0: I peer pressured at least two.
1: Okay. So less than half of you. More than half. I don't know. That's beside the point, Jessica. Because what the point is right now is some updates. Life updates dates we we nixed the whole 10 word shit because fuck it yeah and because lyle harassed me
0: he did he bullied us into just updating with yeah no limit on words because that's basically what we did already yeah
1: fuck you fuck you lyle anyway that's what i said um so my update um beat god of war ragnarok mm-hmm. was an amazing game highly recommend it good to know um went to the movie theater recently where I, I, I watched a film. A film? As I recall, it was a horror film.
0: A horror film, you say? That's correct. What did you go see?
1: What horror film is out right now, Jess?
0: I I don't know. Smile? No. m 3 gan
1: m 3 gan
0: Ah.
1: I watched m 3 gan in theaters. And now, Jessica, let me tell you this. I felt bad. I felt a sense of guilt, even.
0: For having taken your wife there
1: while watching this movie, because this horror film caused me to laugh so loud (laughs) that I know that nobody else in this fully packed theater could hear what the fuck was happening.
0: Yeah. Was it like when I watched Jurassic World? Um, I don't know the volcano one.
1: Oh, what was that one? I
0: don't know. It's Dominion right now, right? Where Dominion is like the third one, riding motorcycles in the streets of Italy, or they, something. They they
1: also like fly planes and shit.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, the volcano one. I don't remember what it was called, but I there's a scene where some like long neck dinosaur. Yeah. Is like on its way toward a boat that has already taken off and is far out of its reach. Yep. But there's you know lava and stuff. On its way.
1: It's coming for him. <laughs> it's,
0: it's, <laughs> he is moaning and dog. groaning up a uh, pier. And rather than, you know, take a little step left or right, any direction really, into the water that is surrounding it at the end of this pier, it just kind of... It just embraces
1: the lava. Just embraces, just embraces
0: love. that it's going to die. It and, just
1: lets the lava engulf it. Yeah. All that to say, highly recommend M3gan. It was the best... Comedy that I've seen in in a while, probably.
0: Really, even Not, better than *Malignant*. Malignant.
1: It was funnier than *Malignant*.
0: Malignant was pretty funny.
1: Malignant was very funny. M three again was even funnier. Okay. It was hilarious. It's a a B level horror film with a triple A budget. Yeah. So the effects are great everything about it is great it was so funny i was crying laughing and i highly recommend watching it maybe don't pay to watch it maybe wait until it's free but once it's free to watch on your streaming service that you own watch it for sure
0: okay all right yeah well cool so my update i deleted something oops you recall what it was? Oh,
1: my fucking God. Yeah, I know. No shit I recall.
0: I'm really sorry. I was honest with you and upfront as soon as I realized you found out not even like five minutes after I found out
1: that you had deleted it over a week that ago. I had
0: deleted it over a week ago. I didn't know I had. So in the midst of transferring files, I overwrote one of them without thinking. And it was our three shot cinema for men.
1: That's right. The, the entire three-shot cinema is deleted and gone.
0: Yes, it is gone. Just overwritten with something else. And I didn't mean for that to happen. I meant to retitle it so that that wouldn't be an issue. And it but was. But did you? It, no, I did not.
1: So it was an issue. So it was. Yeah. So so you fucked us.
0: Yeah. I bent us over and I went to town.
1: Took us to Browntown. Yep. Took advantage of us. Mm-hmm. That's rude.
0: I know. I'm sorry.
1: Rude. I didn't mean selfish. for that to happen. Listen, Jessica, you can be as sorry as you want. I don't forgive you. Fine. Spin the wheel. Spin the wheel, bitch. Fine. Spin it. Fine. Okay. You know what I'm not impressed by? So I think this is a play on words for that, uh, the country song. Oh, you weren't. That don't impress me much. Ah,
0: uh, ah, uh, ah. Uh. Yeah, that song. Okay. Yeah, I think we've done that one on a different episode.
1: Maybe someone loved it and they sent it in to us to do it again.
0: Okay. Um, well, in that case, um, I'm not impressed by people who are good at golf.
1: Oh, that's fair. That's fair. I'm not. You can throw bowling in with that as well.
0: Sure. That too. Ping pong. I'm just not.
1: Uh, (laughs) Just not impressed with the Chess. Don't care. Oh, you can think 17 moves ahead. Yeah. Can you get laid? Probably not.
0: Probably not. Some of you can, I'm sure. That's cool. Mm. But your chest skills, those specifically, I'm just not impressed by them.
1: That's fair. That is highly fair. I was going to say I'm not impressed by people with neck tattoos. Why do you have tattoos on your neck?
0: I think it looks good on some people, actually. I've considered getting one myself.
1: Yeah, just don't. But why? You get your neck tattooed when it's a last resort.
0: But that's you got, just it. You got I no available
1: like skin left.
0: It's a good way to lock myself in. To a career in podcasting. <laughs> you know? It's I've like thought about it. a good way to ensure that my future self doesn't like give in to the temptation to get a real job.
1: Jessica, after playing God of War Ragnarok. Yeah. I've wanted to get like the Norse like hand tattoos.
0: They have hand tattoos? They
1: have tattoos that go like that's on their hand mm-hmm. and go down like every finger.
0: Ooh, that's kind of cool. Yeah. Like, like henna in India?
1: Kind of. Kind of similar. Except it's, you know, ink and...
0: Not just like really stainy mud
1: no okay. uh i've I've wanted to do that, and I'm like kind of almost sort of convinced to do it, and if I did it, it would in fact lock myself in this world of uh creativity, so I would have no other option because yeah. no one's gonna hire me with a bunch of hand tattoos. That's
0: what I'm saying. It basically like forces me to make this creative career path work, yeah. And not give up on it, because in that case, it would be my only chance.
1: No, that's genius. Yeah. Genius.
0: But you're not impressed by them. You know what else
1: I'm not impressed by? People that have, like, fucking Costco or Sam's Club memberships.
0: People think that's impressive? They always rub it in your face, like, oh,
1: like, I have a gold membership. I'm like, okay, you give them money to shop there, you idiot. I don't pay anything to walk into Walmart, and I steal from them, so... (laughs) So what does that tell you?
0: <laughs> wow. Good yeah. job. Yeah, no, that's, that's a great doesn't point. Doesn't impress me. Super good point. Okay. Well, I think that's been very thorough. You know, it also doesn't impress me. Oh. People
1: what? that people that always bring up their, their their gas mileage on their car. You know, you're sitting there. You don't want to talk about your car. Yeah. But someone brings it up. Yeah. And so you're talking about your car. And they're like, oh, what kind of mileage does your car get? You're like, homie, I don't know, the twenty. 25 miles. And they're like, oh, my car gets 45 MPG.
0: They say it like that?
1: They say it just like that. And it makes me want to punch them in the mouth. Yeah, I that, do not care. It's not fun. Not only do I not care, but you made me just hate you. Yeah. In eight words, you made me hate you. Hmm. Disgusting.
0: You know what else I'm not impressed by? What? People who have subscriptions to Sirius FM. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Why? Is, is what's his tits really that great? What's his tits? Yeah. What's his tits? The guy. He's Mm. a comedian. Howard Stern. Howard Stern. Is he really that great that you're going to pay $30 a month to listen to his
0: talk show? I've heard he's incredibly funny, but I'm just not impressed that you have the membership.
1: I'm not impressed. Yeah. Not impressed. Mm -hmm.
0: You know what I'm not impressed by either? Huh? People who have gone viral.
1: Oh my God. They swear. They swear like they're like the new fucking... Antonio Banderas.
0: Good for you. You managed to think of something super funny. I'm just not impressed by it is all. You
1: know what I'm not impressed by?
0: What aren't you impressed?
1: People by? that wake up early is shit. Like before the sun comes up.
0: I'm not impressed by that.
1: There was like, uh I wake up every day at five AM. I get up and I make coffee and I journal and then I make my bed and then I shower. I do all of my stretches and I go to the gym and then I go to work. How dare you? No, How dare you deal. wake up hours early? That's what well, what? what is it to do before fucking 10 a.m.? Oh, I got it. It's about you know it. what doesn't impress me? What? People that gloat that they get to work from home and that during Zoom meetings they're not wearing any pants.
0: Who I gloats about that? I don't care that you're not wearing
1: pants during your Zoom meeting.
0: Are you saying this because people like confess that they're not wearing pants on Zoom meetings? Of course. That's really weird. Why? Because like, see is their that, chest. What up. does that mean? Like you're jerking off under your desk? I'm not I'm saying
1: like they're jerking off, Jessica. That's disgusting. But they could be. Sure, they could be. Like I'm a saying, lot easier. I'm saying they're wearing their little fucking tidy whities and they're scratching their scrotums while fucking Stacy is talking about all of the current statistics in the blah 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 field. Who gives I don't a think shit?
0: They, I don't think anyone would confess something like that, hoping you'd be impressed by
1: they, it. They, they do.
0: You know that because they really do. They just are. You sure they don't just think it's funny?
1: They do think it's funny, and they're trying to impress me, trying nope. to make me think that they're funny because they're so impressive.
0: Like it's impressive how funny they are.
1: Yeah, okay. and how how unpantsed they are. It's disgusting. You can't even tell. It's just you know we can go on this all day. Apparently I'm feeling insanely bitter. <laughs> so Jessica, we need to end this. Okay. All right. Well, that was the wheel, and I believe Jess, you are up first today with a uh, with a return.
0: What I'm going to be talking about is people who disappeared and then returned. <gasps> yeah. So we begin with Dr. William Horatio Bates.
1: Wow. What a name.
0: It does. It sounds like a pretty cool name. Like, Except for a, that Bates part.
1: Yeah. I, I've never met a, a cool Bates.
0: Yeah, no, they're all troublemakers.
1: Yeah. they just gross, you mm. know?
0: Oh, okay. Probably wow.
1: like a soulless ginger or something.
0: Mm, you get that feeling. Yeah. Um, the name. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, anyway, August 30th, 1902. Very long time ago.
1: A little bit. Mm-hmm. 120 years.
0: Yeah. Anyway, Dr. William Horatio Bates. He was a very wealthy and influential ophthalmologist.
1: Is that for your eyes?
0: Yeah. Okay. I thought that was optometrist. Um. So I'm not actually sure what the difference is. Oh. Between ophthalmology and optometry.
1: Maybe one looks at your eyes and can give you glasses and the other one can do surgery on your eyes. Like
0: treats it or something. I maybe that's like it. in
1: one like you could you don't go to fucking lens crafters to get your cataracts fixed. Sure. You know?
0: Right. That's what he was, an ophthalmologist in New York City. Okay. And on that day, August thirtieth, nineteen oh two, he wrote a letter in a hurry. It was delivered to his wife, Ada Seaman Bates.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh she was out of town visiting her mom. So, she gets this letter in the mail, and it says, Dear wife, I am called out of town to some major operations. I go with Dr. Forsh, an old student, to do a mastoid, some cataracts, and other operations. Ah, you're right. He I was but, He's a surgeon. He promises me a bonanza. Oh. Too bad to miss the horse show, but I am glad to get so much money for us all. I am in such a flurry. Do not worry. I will write details later. Yours lovingly, Willie.
1: So either that's the stupidest fucking letter I've ever heard, or it's code.
0: <laughs> it's code? <laughs>
1: Maybe it's code. Well, let's
0: find out. It was a very strange note to his wife as well, actually. I guess this isn't normally how he wrote things.
1: Normally he doesn't say bonanza.
0: I don't know about that specifically. <laughs> he was already incredibly wealthy. So why you would be excited about getting like a ton of money when it's kind of like a drop in the bucket for you at this point? Yeah. It just wasn't like him. Anyway, he never ended up writing. His wife, Ada Seaman, oh, she never got any letters from him. Several days went by with no word. Ada Seaman was frantic. No, she was so worried. So she starts searching for him and inquiring, I guess, with his family and friends throughout the country, throughout Europe as well.
2: Okay, I'm
0: assuming she's sending letters out to people. It's nineteen oh two, after all.
1: Yeah, they weren't texting.
0: Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Maybe Morse code.
1: Maybe they were just just Morse coding. Something. With like a lantern. Carrier pigeons. Something. Did they do that? They have flashlights.
0: Did pigeons cross the ocean?
1: 1902.
0: Flashlights? They yeah. had lanterns.
1: When were phones made?
0: So she's looking around for him and she puts the word out. Yeah. As far as she can spread it.
1: Well, I'm sure uh, Miss Seaman. Considering
0: her name was Ada Seaman, <laughs> she could probably spread it. She pretty could probably hard. spread it. <laughs> so it just so happened that William was a Mason.
1: Oh, of the Freemasons? Yes.
0: The very same. The secret so,
1: society that totally doesn't exist.
0: But everyone talks about it like it's real.
1: Because it is real, Jessica. But if you say it's real, then they're gonna get us.
0: I don't think it works like that.
1: The Rothschilds are gonna kill us. They
0: have like churches up that say Freemason like blah 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 in the front, Masonic church or whatever.
1: Jessica, it's secret.
0: But it's out in the open with signs.
1: It's a secret, Jessica. I watched a documentary about it. It was called The National Treasure. Oh
0: God. Moving on. So he he's a member of the of the Masonic society. So she yeah. reaches out to them now put the word out, and pull all your, you know, elite, high-powered strings and figure yeah. out where my husband is. So his picture gets circulated, I guess, worldwide. They were able to do that. Wow. Eventually, a letter arrives from Britain reporting that a man who fit William's description uh, was found working as a medical assistant at a, a hospital in London after he had been first admitted there as a patient. Like, he was not looking too good.
1: So he's in London.
0: He's in London. Wow. And uh, he was receiving care there, then got better and began to work there in the hospital.
2: Okay, that's fair.
0: Apparently, when friends who were in the area got word that he was in London, he'd been missing for a time, went to go see him, they reported that he was very haggard, thin, and that his eyes were very deeply sunken.
1: He's seen better days. Yeah. It sounds
0: like. Uh, Bates, I guess, later told people that he'd starved, at various points in the previous six weeks that's how long he was missing before they found him here so like I said he's a rich guy he's got bank accounts all over the place he can have access to he never did that Ada Seaman hears that he's in London she beelines it all the way to London extremely happy to have her husband returned to her
1: oh I see what you did there
0: mm mhm mm mhm however when she arrives he didn't recognize her and had no memory whatsoever of his life before disappearing oh shit yeah. Ada Seaman was able to persuade William, very reluctantly, to stay with her at the Savoy Hotel, which I assume is just a really ritzy place that was nearby, so that he could rest and spend time with her and maybe recover the rest of his memory. I guess they get to the hotel and he says he very dimly recalls being called away from New York to board a ship.
1: Was it called the Bonanza? No. Okay.
0: No. But you, you're still thinking it's code.
1: I think it was all code. You
0: think he's trying to tell her, like, I'm going to be on the Bonanza.
1: Yeah. Like, what does Bonanza mean? You know?
0: Well, it's a real word.
1: Maybe it's a Freemason code.
0: It has a definition. No, it of means course, like, but
1: maybe it's a code word.
0: Like a good time.
1: Or like a safe word. Let's just keep
0: know. exploring. So he recalls being called away on a ship, specifically to perform an operation on someone who had a brain abscess. Like you and me, it just led to more questions for Ada Seaman. Yeah. Despite that, she was relieved. So he recovered a memory. It's still pretty confusing, but it, there's hope that he'll recover the rest of his memories.
1: And then he can, he can be with Seaman again. Right. Okay.
0: So she made arrangements to stay in London with him for as long as he needed. You know, she didn't want to overwhelm him, take him back home where all his obligations are, but he has no idea what any of them are or where to go, that kind of thing. But Ada Seaman was heartbroken once more when he ghosted her a second time after only two days. <laughs> And that's the last time she would ever see him. Whoa. Mm-hmm. She died in 1907. That's... So
1: five years later.
0: Yeah, five years later. Reportedly embracing a portrait of him. Lame. So sad that he wasn't with her at the very end. She really wasn't very old, either. Like, I, based off of what I, re- what I was reading, when all this happened, he was, like, in his 40s. Amnesia, or episodes of amnesia obviously, are a theory about what the fuck was going on with him. Yeah. Another theory is dissociative fugue. I've heard of this. Same, but I I never really understood what it was. I read that it's when a person loses important, it says autobiographical information. So it's not like common sense. It's not out, outward knowledge. It's knowledge specifically about who you are as yeah. a person, not just everything.
1: Makes sense. Well, so, I mean, it doesn't, but.
0: It, right. But it apparently it happens. So he forgets, you know, maybe he forgot in this dissociative fugue information about himself. And when people get this, they kind of just wander away from their lives, not realizing that
1: they have a life.
0: They have a life at all. <laughs> um, but there is one more theory. Aliens. No, there's one more. And in my opinion, it is the most likely theory.
1: Uh, he pissed off the Masons.
0: No, um, he was just tired of his New York life
1: and his New York wife, maybe
0: tired of his marriage. <laughs> um, other people think that maybe he had a lot of debt. I don't think that's likely. I'm pretty sure there would be record of that. People would be calling on his wife to pay it. You know? Yeah, that didn't that, that they didn't say anything about that. So I don't think that's what happened. Really think he was really tired of Ada semen. He'd had plenty of semen.
1: He's had so much. Semen. Did
0: not want any more and decided to just walk away. And the reason I think this is likely is because he was found in 1910 in Grand Forks, North Dakota. Uh Uh-oh. Just (laughs) chilling. Just hanging out. He ran into, uh, I guess, like a doctor colleague who was a good friend of his. And he had a little, had opened up like a little practice treating people in Grand Forks, you know, treating their eyeballs. And his buddy kind of wanders through and they recognize each other. And then they went into business together. Huh. Yeah.
1: Hmm. Yeah, so maybe, maybe, maybe semen had a lot of baggage or something. Something. And he was just over semen.
0: He was just, like I said, he'd had plenty.
1: But he didn't want for all of his money to be like tied up. So he feigned his own death.
0: He didn't. Well, there was no tricks. Like it didn't look like he had died. It really looked like he just, just disappeared. Gone. Yeah. Interesting. Um, Then again, yes, he opened a practice, but he went on to get a lot of attention in the world of optometry or ophthalmology or whatever. Yeah. Um, by advising that his patients look directly into the sun. Oh. Yeah. He well, what has, was that
1: going to help with?
0: Um, just eye problems. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he went down in history as being um, a doctor with a lot of wild ideas as to like how you could cure your eyeball illnesses with things that weren't medicine. And none of them worked.
1: Is that cataracts annoying you? Just stare into the sun.
0: (laughs) Yeah, basically. We move on now to Gabriel Neji.
1: Gabriel Neji. Yeah. All right.
0: Gabriel was a married father of two children in New South Wales, Australia, January 21st, 1987.
1: 1987.
0: Okay. So he gives his wife a phone call. He lets her know he's getting off work early and he wants to have lunch. Cool. But he never actually got there.
1: Oh, that's yes. a very sudden disappearance.
0: Yes. Local authorities launched an investigation. This was obviously very weird Yeah. to his wife. They end up finding his car wrecked and burned out. Oh. On the side of a road, um, somewhere between his work and his house. Uh, but he's not in it. And a couple of weeks later, a clue turns up when money is withdrawn from his bank account. I assume a purchase was made with his card. This purchase was made to buy camping supplies at a store in Newcastle. Okay. So I'm a little. Uh, it was a spontaneous
1: camping trip. There's you, nothing wrong who there. Who knows?
0: Who knows? He, you know, like, oops, you know, I need these camping supplies so bad. I'm going to jump out of the car while it's moving, and then the car, you know, oop, the car, the car did
1: car things. It, yeah. And he went on to his trip. That's fair.
0: Mm, yeah. So. He bought some camping supplies. And this is where, like I was about to say, it's a little fuzzy. This one detail, I couldn't find, like...
1: Couldn't pinpoint it.
0: Yeah, like a hard, did it happen, did it not? They either were able to confirm that it was him who bought the camping supplies, or they weren't sure, but someone matching his description did. Okay. Either way, the case goes cold.
2: Oh. After that purchase. Okay.
0: So some people suspected foul play maybe someone who fit his description had murdered him and then used his money to buy the camping supplies. There were no other purchases after that. You know, so...
1: Now it sounds like he was done. Just wanted to go be a, a hermit.
0: You think he went all William Horatio about it?
1: He just went straight up William Horatio.
0: Maybe. Other people think that maybe he... It was like a... I don't know, like a plan to commit suicide or something.
1: And it just didn't turn out?
0: Like he wanted to die or something and it just... He... Did it in a weird way
1: and then he found camping that's camping saved his life
0: this is just for whatever reason okay. i don't know all the details you know as to what the what brought on these theories but these were the theories another one was that maybe something really weird like bizarre or like really tragic happened maybe he did die in the car accident and like someone took his wallet and hit his body or something i don't know people really had no idea what happened right. But a lot of people thought that he must have died shortly after making the phone call to her.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. To his wife. So sometime in 87. Yeah. Okay.
0: But in 2010... Uh Uh-oh. 23 years later, and two weeks before he would officially be declared dead, a police officer decided to do one last sort of check through public records to see if she could... I don't know. Was there any activity under his name? And she finds a Medicare card. (laughs) So she tracks him down, and when she arrives... He has no memory of his family or his life before all of this happened 23 years ago. Um, it's convenient. Mm-hmm. He told her that he didn't have memory of the early part of his life, but that around the time he went missing is when his memory begins and that he survived by just getting odd jobs, that he didn't really live in homes. He was homeless for a bit. Uh, he worked on fishing boats and construction sites... And it turns out he had crashed his car, was probably severely concussed, says his very first memory, the only memory he has of that time, is not of crashing, but of walking around bleeding profusely. Oh. And he did have a huge wound, like a big old scar on the back of his head.
2: Wow. Yeah.
0: So, you so don't think it
1: was fake, you think like this man straight up like was concussed in a car crash so bad that- amnesia completely wiped his memory and he was a brand new person.
0: Yep. Wow. Yeah. He said he was and now it said the articles I read said he was likely living homeless. I guess he didn't confirm that for people. I don't know. Really seems like he was living homeless after that. That's probably why he bought the camping equipment.
1: Sure. But why didn't he buy anything else? Wanted I to buy know. food.
0: I don't know. It kind of sounded like for a while after that his memory was spotty and it was kind of like walking around sort of like mentally handicapped. Okay. For a while before he was really able to like get it together. Interesting. So making a lot of choices that just didn't make a lot of sense. Like you drew with, you used, uh, can only assume a debit card or something. Sure. If it took from your bank account to buy camping supplies, but you didn't think to get like a hotel room.
1: Oh yeah. That's you know, a good point.
0: That kind of thing. And he never used the money again. He legitimately stopped using money from his bank account and started working jobs on like fishing boats and mowing lawns and working for
1: cash. Yeah. All that stuff
0: under the table stuff. He said he spent the next few years after the car crash, sleeping rough and drinking. Okay. That he went through a succession of jobs. Like I said, fishing boats, farms, that stuff before he was offered a room and a job as a caretaker by pastor Barry Hayhoe from the river of life church. Okay. He said, quote, I've been living under, I had been living under a pseudonym for a long time but I started having flashes of my proper name. And once I was sure that was my name, things slowly began to return to me. And that's when he applied for Medicare. Huh.
2: hmm
1: But didn't remember his wife and kids.
0: Nope. He said the lady, when she started showing him pictures and like talking to him, that he, it just all started coming back to him. He'd never seen photos of them. But oh. that's another thing that confuses me is how did you.
1: But if you find out your name in 2010, right, you'd forgot your, forgotten your name. Now you remember it. Wouldn't you Google yourself?
0: Or it was the 80s, late 80s. Wouldn't you like look up your name in a phone book or something?
1: No, but it was in 2010 when he applied for Medicare. He knew his name and social security number.
0: I don't know that it was 2010 when he applied. He just had it by then. Oh, okay. Huh.
1: I don't know. You'd think he'd Google It's just wild.
0: Yeah, something. Something like that. But he didn't. And uh, he's been reunited with his family. Pretty sure the wife had remarried by that time.
1: Probably. Like, I mean, what a slut for for not waiting, you right. know, until her husband was officially declared dead. Mm-hmm. That's, yeah. that's whorish of her.
0: It is whorish, yes. Um, but they're on great terms, apparently. And he and his daughter have reunited and, like, they're really happy as well. That's neat. Yeah. Next, we'll talk about Philip Cesarego.
1: Cesarego. hmm Okay.
0: So, Philip Cesarego is a little bit of a different story. No amnesia? no. No, but it is an intriguing story. So he had served some time as a British soldier.
2: Okay, neat.
0: And um, really, really wanted to be a part of the Elite Special Air Service, or the SAS. The
1: SAS. Yes. I know of them.
0: So whatever it takes to apply, he had tried twice and was rejected both times.
1: The SAS, by the way, is equivalent to like Navy SEALs Mm -hmm. or Army Rangers or MARSOC
0: the green berets. Yeah.
1: Well, no, green berets different, but but yeah. Like very specialized. special forces, yeah. Like everyone knows the name of them because they do badass shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Um, well, he took these rejections very hard. He was super not happy to be in the SAS. To to not be. To to yeah, he was super happy not happy.
1: He, he was he was very <laughs> so unhappy. He was
0: extremely not happy to not be a
1: part of it. He wasn't in it and he was not chill with that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. Thank you you get it
1: yeah no I'm following
0: <laughs> um, his daughter I guess would later speak on how the rejection had actually caused him to enter this sort of fantasy state is how she put it so he oh. started to just straight up lie to people okay
1: yeah. I mean that's fun
0: he would dress the way SAS men dressed he would purposely drink in like pubs and stuff where SAS men would go to drink he's just
1: cosplaying you, you know is that it yeah
0: you know, that's the, what is it? Um, The best form of flattery is?
1: Im- imitation?
0: Imitation, yeah. Imitation's the best form of flattery. He just thought they were super fucking cool. Yeah. Like, I want to show you how badass you are by trying to be badass just like you.
1: Because then you're going to look at me and think, wow, that guy's badass.
0: They probably would.
1: And yeah. he would tell them, no, you're the badass. You know, or something like that.
0: Right, right. Um. Then, I guess, there was, you know, some not chill stuff going on in Croatia. In the early 90s, 1991. Oh, yes. Specifically. That's correct. And he went to Croatia and then disappeared.
1: Was he still in the army? I don't the, the know. I'm, I'm not sure. British army? I don't know. Huh. So he just disappeared in Croatia.
0: Uh, yeah, I guess people, it said some accounts state that he was seemingly killed by a car bomb
2: fuck. Okay. I
0: don't know how it seemingly <laughs> Yeah. I can only assume there was a car bomb and they thought he was in the area. I mean, either and then you're dead or you're him. not, right? <laughs> yeah. And then they never found him. So they were like, oh, he was probably in the car bomb or something. Interesting. Yeah. But then in 2000.
1: Okay. So we're about a decade later.
0: Uh-huh. A book appears on New York Times bestseller list and it's titled Jihad. The Secret War in Afghanistan. And it was authored by someone named Tom Carew, who made some statements in his book of his service in the SAS that for over two decades, he was an SAS Special Forces man.
1: Interesting.
0: He talked about how he had trained Mujahideen fighters.
1: I mean, that sounds badass.
0: Against the Soviets in the 70s and 80s. Yeah, this super badass guy wrote this book. And people were just, their nipples were erect. Of sure. To buy the book and read it because what a cool guy. The story of his life must and be And everything cool. in
1: this must be like super true and accurate.
0: Yeah, I bet it was. But was it? Carew, the author, would become a regular face on like the media and news, giving mm. his opinion um, following the 9-11 attacks.
1: Oh my God. He was like a, what is it called? A professional witness or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God.
0: So the more he appeared in public, the more
1: the it, more opportunity it was for <laughs> someone in the SAS to know for a fact. To be that like that was bullshit. I know
0: who the fuck you are. <laughs> so <laughs> it became more and more clear that something wasn't adding up, and his his lies began to unravel all around him. Uh, especially when, as you predicted, SAS soldiers were like, "Listen, this dude is not one of us," <laughs> and started publicly accusing him of being a fraud. Not a good look. Oh no. Yeah, by the time BBC Newsnight got involved, it had been discovered. And I, Jacob, this is going to be hard to hear. No. Tom Carew was Philip Cesarego.
1: He didn't die in a car bomb? He didn't
0: die in a car bomb. He didn't
1: assumingly die in a car bomb? (laughs) Seemingly. (laughs) (laughs) In Croatia?
0: No. He's alive and well and pretending to be SAS, experienced SAS soldier, Tom Carew. Wow. Really paid off for him. He profited greatly off of his book. And people thought it was really cool and badass. Yeah.
1: I'm sure in the long run, though, things weren't chill.
0: Yeah, no. The SAS guys were pretty pissed. (laughs)
1: Uh, I mean, that makes sense.
0: Yeah. Interestingly, though, uh, when all of this happened, he just disappeared again.
1: <laughs> awesome. Right? Was there a car bomb
0: again? <laughs> no. I guess in 2009, he was found dead in a rented garage. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> they said he was a victim of accidental carbon monoxide poisoning. Oh, my God. Sounds like SAS business to me. <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh my god you think you think they fucking whacked him
0: i mean who accidentally locks themselves in a garage with the car running and doesn't realize that it's getting real smoky in there you know what i mean
1: oh my god that's terrible (laughs) yeah
0: (laughs) whoa um and he was on the news and shit so like there might be someone out there who hears this and remembers him that'd be pretty funny that'd be cool Mm -hmm. you could probably still buy his book
1: i'd be actually very interested what was the name so i can write it down it was Tom, called
0: Jihad with an exclamation point. The secret war in Afghanistan.
1: And it was Tom Carew, Carew.
0: C-A-R-E-W.
1: Yeah, that's very interesting. I would love to read that with the knowledge now that it's all fiction. hmm <laughs> That's so awesome.
0: Well, now, now we talk about Richard Hoagland. Dick. Uh-huh. Uh, Dick Hogland. <laughs> 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 February 10th, 1993. Hey, February 10th is my birthday. It is. It's
1: the date of my birth. Mm -hmm. It was just four years before my birth.
0: Yeah. So Dickie. (laughs) Good old Dick. February 10th, 93. He calls his wife, like the last story, similar. But in this phone call, this husband explains to his wife that he feels very unwell. Uh Uh-oh. Yeah. He's going to the hospital. Oh, no. Yes. He tells her he's on his way to a hospital in Indianapolis. So later on. His wife decides, I need to go and be with my husband because he's so ill, but he didn't tell me which hospital he was going to, and he's not answering my messages or Uh-oh. phone calls. And I imagine
1: there's a lot of hospitals in a big populated city.
0: Right. So she's worried sick. So she starts making phone calls.
1: Right. That's what I would do. To start calling the hospitals. Yeah.
0: So she has a list of all of the hospitals in Indianapolis. She starts making phone calls. He's not in any of them. So she calls the cops, lets them know what's going on can't find him. She's worried he's in a lot of danger. Their first thought is well what if he ran out on you? So they looked into that. But no substantial money was gone. Okay. Credit cards are still there. He didn't take a passport. He didn't even take any clothes. So it's looking like yeah he just got sick and something really could be wrong with him. Yeah. The only lead I guess of any type was that they found his car at the Indianapolis International Airport. (laughs) Oh no. But airport records, did not show anyone by the name of Richard Hoagland buying like a ticket or anything. And I don't know, maybe they just assumed he couldn't fake that.
1: He couldn't get just a fake ID or whatever. Passport or something.
0: Yeah. So they were like, oh, well, he's not here. But in the summer of 1993, Hoagland's two young sons each received a card from him in the mail containing 50 bucks. Oh, 50 bucks. 50 bucks. Nice. Yeah. And he wrote inside them, Maybe sometime soon we will get to see each other. I bet I won't even know you. It's been so long. Mind your mother. Bye, Dad.
2: What a
1: piece of shit. <laughs> right? Oh my god. He's
0: garbage. <laughs> is um, that it? Is there? Is, n- n- no, no, no. There's more. Okay, I There's was like, more. what the fuck? Remember, this is about returning.
1: Well, I mean, that was returning. He returned via uh, letter.
0: He returned and 50 bucks. 50 bucks to his kids. Uh, no, that's not the return we're leading up to, so... Obviously, no one would hear or see anything, you know, of him for I'm assuming a there
1: was no return address on the uh, envelope? I don't think there was. Mm.
0: Yeah. By 2003, he was officially and legally declared dead. I don't okay. understand how that works if he they got, like, cards from him. What
1: well, could have been a joke? I mean, you could have found out their address and wrote them cards from Dad. You know what I mean?
0: I guess. But you think, like, at this point, they're still thinking, like, maybe he's been kidnapped or something?
1: I'm saying it's not, there is no proof that he's alive. That letter could literally have been sent by anybody.
0: But I know, but there's also no proof that he's dead. So how could you declare someone dead with no...
1: It's not, they're not declared dead dead. They're declared legally dead. And it means that now his assets and everything can start the process of being dispersed to like the fame. Like I guarantee if he had a whole bunch of fucking stocks and shit under his name only. Mm -hmm. His wife and children were not able to touch any of that.
0: Oh. Until
1: he is legally dead.
0: Okay, okay. So anyway, officially, legally, he's dead now. It's 2003. Yes. But in 2016, uh, it would come to light that not only was he alive and well, but he had hijacked the identity of someone named Terry Samansky, who had died in in 91.
1: Oh, shit, okay.
0: He had also remarried and had another kid while living in Florida.
1: Oh, my God, he's an even bigger piece of shit.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. The reason he ran off was that he was subject to an investigation for fraud at the time of his disappearance, uh-huh. and he decided that the only way to get out of it was to fraud even harder,
1: <laughs> even more fraud. Yeah, but Fight then, fraud with fraud. But bitch. then they found
0: him in 2016, and he was arrested.
1: Well, he should have left the country.
0: You know what I mean? Yeah, I guess.
1: Like, if you're gonna, if you're, if, if he's that good at fraud, like, why not if just
0: you're gonna, leave? if why you're gonna, leave? You're gonna leave the country? if you're gonna do it, like, yeah. go, go ham.
1: Come on, go to a country that doesn't have fucking extradition. Sure. And learn the language and start your new life. Yeah. Like, I mean, it doesn't change the fact that you're a piece of shit. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I mean, at least you don't have to worry about getting caught anymore. Mm-hmm.
0: Right. Yeah, he should have just done that, but he didn't. And uh, you know what? I'm glad he did because he sucks.
1: <laughs> he does. Yeah. He does suck.
0: Lastly, Stephen Kabaki.
1: Kabaki. These are last names I've never heard before. Yeah, same. So, And I'm actually
0: not sure I'm pronouncing them correctly. He gives
1: a shit. I- if there's a Kabaki listening... Uh, let us know how to pronounce it. Sure. Or don't. I don't give a shit.
0: Okay. February morning, 1978, near Lake Michigan. Stephen was, um, I guess, really into cross-country skiing.
1: That's a thing.
0: At, at, yeah, where you're skiing, but for days at a time, I guess. Anyway, I thought
1: skiing was like a only downhill sort of thing.
0: I I don't know.
1: Can you uphill <laughs> ski?
0: I, I'm not. I don't think so. Like I don't know if he. Was like hiking up really high, and then planned on skiing all the way down. If that's the, I don't understand sports. <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand. I don't know. I I don't just don't understand this kind of stuff. We're gonna write it down. We'll look up cross country skiing. So that's where Stephen was going, to c- cross country ski, not for days, but for several hours, to go and do this thing. He went by himself and did not come back home. Uh oh. Yeah, he hadn't returned the following day, so. The worst is assumed he was out in the wilderness.
1: Motherfucker fell off a cliff. Right. Banged his head and he's been buried under eight feet of snow. Yeah. We'll find him in the summer. We that mean, sort of thing.
0: Hopefully they <laughs> at this point, like I I forget where this is. It's the you said Lake
1: Michigan. So Lake
0: Michigan. Yeah. Somewhere
1: so people in north are like,
0: okay, like maybe something terrible happened. This big search gets put on, uh, to go and find him. So they're as they're looking around in the area he claimed he was heading to, they find footprints. Like Okay. Footprints at least a day old. Maybe it didn't snow, so they're still there. Were they there.
1: footprints or were they ski prints?
0: Footprints. Okay. So the skiing hadn't started.
1: Okay. This is pre-ski. I assume. Okay.
0: You know, they're still like strapped on his back or something. Maybe. He's walking on regular feet. Okay. So they find this trail that he left. They follow it for like 200 yards. Okay. And it like stretches pretty far, goes past the edge of a lake and stops. On top of the frozen ice abruptly. Huh. Like he was standing there and then was just like snatched away. Huh. Yeah. So people are like, ew, this is alien weird. abduction. But people, you know, with more common sense were like, he probably just fell into the ice. <laughs> but oh shit. He didn't.
1: That thought literally didn't occur to me. <laughs> <laughs> he just dropped.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, they took a look at the ice. It didn't look like it had been broken. Later that day, they end up finding his skis and his backpack. So maybe he was setting up camp and had gone for a walk or something. Not sure. They find his his stuff. They don't find him. And the search is eventually called off. They don't find anything else.
1: I mean, it sounds like worst case scenario, he was abducted by aliens. Best case scenario, a giant bird just picked him up and and ate him somewhere.
0: (laughs) Maybe. But he would return. (gasps) What? Uh Uh-huh. I totally
1: didn't see that coming.
0: (laughs) Over a year later, May 1979... He would show up on his parents' doorstep and knock. Oh. So he told them, you know, they're obviously super happy to see him. Like, oh my God, we thought you were dead for a year. Yeah. Uh, He had very little memory of where he had been that whole time. I don't buy it. I don't know. He said he awoke earlier that same day in a field in Pittsfield, which is hundreds of miles from where he disappeared.
1: Oh my God, aliens.
0: Even stranger. He says he doesn't know whose clothes he's wearing that they're strangers close to him. They're not his own. And he is wearing a backpack, but he doesn't understand why it's full of maps. Oh, He says his backpack is full of strange maps of places he doesn't recall ever having been. Okay. Um, something that's very interesting to a lot of people who've lo- looked into this is that he didn't accept any money for doing interviews. In fact, he refused to do any. Okay. So he didn't want to speak to the press. Didn't want to share his story with the media, he would actually retreat from the public.
1: I mean, that makes sense.
0: He refused to speak to anybody about the incident.
1: Huh, he got probed.
0: (laughs) He said he did not wish, because I guess someone had asked, or maybe friends had asked, and like they did interviews or something somehow. People were able to find out that he specifically didn't want to undergo hypnotic regression.
2: Oh, okay.
0: To, you know, recover these memories. He said he wasn't experiencing any psychological problems and he wanted to keep it that way. That he felt like maybe he would have psychological problems.
1: If he remembered all of the probing.
0: Right. So there's kind of two parties about this. One party kind of thinks that his refusal to speak to the press contributes to his credibility. Like, you could have gotten a lot of money off of that. Okay. Written a book. Yeah. That kind of thing. But others think the exact opposite. They think that uh, Kabaki suffered from like mental health problems or like maybe was like really depressed and he just left society. He, like, he was able to hide how he walked away somehow. Okay. That nobody saw it or nobody was able to figure it out that he chose to leave maybe to commit suicide and then just gave up on that idea and traveled.
1: Just made a bunch of maps.
0: Traveled around like backpacking and then finally decided to come back home. They also think that because he specifically claimed that he didn't have mental issues and told anyone who showed up at his door that nothing unusual happened and to go away adds to that. Like, of course, someone who had mental issues would say they didn't have (laughs) mental issues. Okay. So there's that. And then the other party, you know, thinks he got probed. (laughs) (laughs) So this is the party that thinks he's more credible for keeping quiet. Uh, And they believe that he remembers more than he's letting on. And that maybe these things he remembers are creepy or unsettling memories and that he wishes to forget them and not expand on them. Okay. It just so happens that Stephen Kabaki went missing in an area of Michigan that's known as the Lake Michigan Triangle.
1: Oh, fuck. I've heard of this.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. It stretches from Manitowoc, Wisconsin to Ludington, Michigan and south to Benton Harbor.
1: Okay. Pretty sure it's Manitowoc, by the way.
0: It's spelled M-A-N-I-T-O-W-O-C. I know how it's spelled, Jessica it's W O C.
1: It's it's fucking Wisconsin. I'm
0: going to say Manitowoc. Numerous occur- strange occurrences have happened in this triangle. Uh, that started on record in like
2: 1891.
0: Yeah. N- a number of missing people similar to Stephen, but ones who did not return. Uh missing airplanes who flew over the triangle, missing boats and ships who right. tried to cross the lake. And that's what I'm going to be talking about next week
1: oh okay
0: because I found a lot of cool stuff
1: so you're jump you're just using this to jump into the next one. Mm-hmm. Oh, I like that
0: mm-hmm. uh, because the episode after this one and it's okay I guess we've never announced it, it this early in the episode is sale sale yeah
2: yeah wow okay
0: mm-hmm.
1: that's cool that's cool that's really cool wow. yeah weird stuff very weird a lot of amnesia I don't know that I buy all of it though
0: No, neither do I.
1: Amnesia is very convenient because you can't prove it in any way.
0: I mean, you can prove you had a very severe head injury. Sure. But disassociative fugue? I don't know. Whatever.
1: I don't know. I don't buy it, but it is what it is. Mm -hmm. And I don't care enough about them to like really argue it. So.
0: Yeah. Who knows? If I end up with disassociative fugue for real, I'll let you know. (laughs) Thank you. Like if I disappear and then show back up after like seven years. Yeah. And I'm like, I'll be like Jacob.
1: You wouldn't even believe it's real (laughs) i've seen (laughs) it all right well that was very neat thank you so much for that jessica you're welcome and uh i believe it is break time it is and i think we should go ahead and take the break okay so i looked up cross-country skiing all right. Uh, it is a form of skiing where skiers rely on their own locomotion to move across snow-covered terrain rather than using ski lifts or other forms of assistance. Apparently, this is a widely recognized sport. What?
0: So then they are they are climbing a mountain.
1: It said that some people use this as a means of transportation. So if you live in a really snowy town, yeah. you can get around on skis.
0: But don't you need to be traveling at a decline to do that?
1: No, I think you have sticks and you're like walking with it. I don't walking? Think you, I don't think you can go uphill. I think you gotta only go either either flat or down.
0: That sounds awful. Who would do that for fun?
1: Look at here's a here's a picture of a white family doing it for fun. Don't they look happy? Yes, they do. Um look, this is a, a clear trail for cross country skiers.
0: It even goes uphill at the end.
1: Yeah, it looks like it. Look, look at how many people are there. That's terrible. There's so many people. They're all just doing oh, it. It looks awful to me. Look at how pretty, look at the scenery. Wow! Would you ever ski? No.
0: Even the regular kind?
1: No, I snowboarded once and I broke my fucking arm.
0: What's like the most outdoorsy activity, the most adventurous outdoor activity you might legitimately be interested in doing?
1: Um, it's something that we've actually already done, and oh, I, I really it, enjoyed it. Was it
0: bouldering in? Yeah. Uh,
1: yeah, we went into Joshua Tree.
0: Joshua Tree National Park.
1: Which is essentially just a really big desert with a lot of, like, oversized rock formations, right? Mm-hmm. Like, they're not quite mountains, but if mountains were, like, you know, maybe 20 feet tall, then you could call it a mountain. That's what it looked like. Just running and jumping and, you know, I mean, if you fall, you're fucking dead because there's nothing <laughs> but rock below you. Sharp rock, by the way. Yeah. Uh, but it was fun. Did I enjoyed Dad, that. Dad
0: tell you he liked to poop into holes in the rocks?
1: Yeah. <laughs> He did. He
0: would climb like forty feet and then find a hole
1: and in just the rock, right down
0: it. Because holes will build in them. Obviously, there's a bunch of water buildup up at the top. Um, and so he would just poop into them. And I was like, "Weren't you worried that you would poop on top of somebody?" He said, "No." And he said he made sure that no one was around when he did it. I guess that makes sense. Yeah. He did almost fall through though once.
1: Mm. Yeah, ass first. That would have sucked because your legs and your arms would have been up above you. And if he got squeezed between rocks, he wouldn't be able to get out.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. The, that's like a, a terrible, horrific way to die.
1: <laughs> and his your pants are down. Out? Just on like just the cherry on top is your dick and balls and your ass are just exposed <laughs> to for the world. And your ass is covered in shit.
0: <laughs> I mean, it depends. You're already aimed down. So it's all just going to fall away from you.
1: So what? You think that... You think that when dad shit up in the rocks that he spread his cheeks extra so that he didn't have to wipe?
0: Yeah, (laughs) I do. (laughs) I specifically think that. (laughs) Return.
1: Gosh, return. That, That immediately makes me think of, you know, like return of the Jedi or like, 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 return of the king.
0: Right. Return of something else that was gone.
1: <laughs> Re- return of Bates man and other, other mysterious amnesia uh, yes. man. Dr. Men.
0: William Horatio Bates.
1: Yeah. He returned. He did. You know, most of the time when you return stuff, it's because you, or when you hear the word return, it's because like you bought stuff on Amazon, right? And then you're like, ugh, I really don't need this. I don't want this. I'm going to go return it right. to Kohl's and I'm going to get like a 10% coupon uh-huh. to shop at Kohl's. And that's the only time I ever shop at Kohl's. You know?
0: When you get the coupon.
1: When I get the coupon. Uh huh. When, re- when I return an item at Kohl's from Amazon and I don't get that coupon, it's just like, here's like a, you know, a 5% off one item. I'm like, ew, why do you think I'm here, Kohl's? I think I'm here to shop because I like your store? I'm not.
0: You know, speaking of returning products. Yeah. Usually they're products you're not happy with. Correct. You know whose products you would never want to return? Who? Our sponsors! That's right. Tilted Tinker, Woodcraft, and Wizardry. We'd like to thank Tilted Tinker, Woodcraft, and Wizardry. They are a company that makes Woodcraft products.
1: Like plaques with all sorts of hilarious sayings and coasters with sarcastic twists.
0: All of that dry humor is mixed in with Dungeons and Dragons accessories like dice towers, dice dungeons, and DM screens.
1: Everything is made here in the USA.
0: Yes, a family-owned business. They use American wood in uh, American hands. Nice. <laughs> they personally create all of their merchandise.
1: Yes, they are close friends of ours, but that's the most that we'll say. It could be anyone, but they're fantastic.
0: They are. They are fantastic, and it really could be anyone at all. We own many of their products.
1: That's true. All of them are of great quality.
0: The greatest. You can visit their website at TiltedTinker.com. Reach out to them at info at they are tilted tinker on all their social medias.
1: That's tilted T-I-N-K-E-R. You should go and buy something from their website because they're awesome.
0: And they love us just like we love you.
1: But what if there's what like a crack what if there's it? like a kraken down there? Or, be... or a Leviathan.
0: Jacob, that'd be fucking tight.
1: <laughs> what do you mean that'd be fucking tight? It
0: would be so cool.
1: If there was a Kraken or a Leviathan.
0: Yeah, it would be cool.
1: It'd be terrifying.
0: I wouldn't be the one in the submarine though. I'd get to watch the footage later.
1: How would they recover the footage?
0: So the way that they did it, because they recorded from the outside the uh, submarine going down and it's because the technology for making cameras that could handle um, like little motorized cameras that could handle the pressure, that technology had already been made. And so they had one of those cameras, at least maybe even a couple of them, go down with the submarine to like take footage of the submarine descending and then touching down. And it was really underwhelming. So they got all the way down to the bottom and it was basically just like a bunch of like carcasses and little tiny like bottom feeder creatures just cleaning everything up. They were like this like layer of bacterial ooze has formed at the bottom and it was just gray and there was nothing down there. It was empty. Wherever it is they landed, it was an empty spot. Huh. Mm-hmm. That's lame. You wanted there I thought you said you didn't want there to be a Leviathan. I
1: said that'd be terrifying, but like I mean, right? It
0: would and be it would be really fucking cool.
1: So I don't exactly remember how we got on the topic. I think we were we were talking about like Gerard Butler or something. I said like three hundred or whatever.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um have you seen 300 rise of an empire
0: with evergreen uh-huh no
1: so i watched it okay uh not too long ago probably like a month ago and i mean very quickly one of the worst movies i've ever seen
2: no. it's really bad
1: uh. it's really bad but evergreen plays like the main villain mm-hmm. and she's so fucking hot she's gorgeous oh my she's god she's also
0: an awesome villain
1: and she's awesome. And that's like all the action shit. And she uses like two swords and oh, Ooh. it's awesome. And like I said, she's hot.
0: You just wanted to tell me that?
1: Yeah, you should watch it just for her.
0: I mean, okay.
1: Definitely watch it for her. All right. Yeah, that, that's that's what you should do.
0: All right, cool. Was that all? Yeah, 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 that was it. You just wanted to tell me Evergreen was hot and I should watch a movie she's in? Yeah. All right.
1: She's really hot. That, I know. Oh, and then I watched another movie of hers. Mm-hmm. It was called The Dreamers. Okay. Um. Really weird movie.
0: Oh. Really, like really weird a, movie. Not in a good way?
1: Uh, no. Unsettling? Unsettling. Oh. Very odd. It's, a, it's like they're in France, and there's like an American guy in France, and there's like a whole bunch of like riots or some shit going down, mm-hmm. and he lives, or he stays with like her and her like twin brother, and they're like disgustingly intimate with each other. Like they take baths together.
0: Ew, what?
1: Like as adults. Gross. And so like- on the upside you see you know eva green's boobies but which she's is cool but she's, she's supposed, also
0: showing them to her brother
1: yeah but then she also like fucks the american dude like in front of her brother while he like watches Ew. and you see like the american dude's penis and it was weird it was it was an odd 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 movie
0: that's weird
1: but if you like eva green you should watch it for her boobies So you told me to write down Wendy Williams for the break, Um, why?
0: Oh yeah, can you go on YouTube and look up Wendy Williams fart?
1: (laughs) Um, I guess, Wendy Williams fart. (laughs) Okay, 25 second video, not bad.
2: But you can't even do that locker room thing. That cop wasn't playing that. I mean, you're lucky you only got battery. What if he filed for sexual
1: assault? All right. How how did no one know? (laughs) Break is over we're all done and it's time to spin the wheel
0: oh you're spinning it
1: yeah I'm spinning it back off I feel like I would like never get to spin it anymore you it was, literally every episode you do whatever okay a movie slash series is being rebooted and you're in charge Ah. <gasps> oh. what is it
0: cool Hmm. So I think
1: you get to decide what you are rebooting. I and mean, now this means that you would do a better job. Mm-hmm. You would outdo what has already been done.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it
1: can't be something that you super duper love because more than likely you're going to ruin it. Like Lord of the be, Rings reboot.
0: It can be something I loved a lot that fucked up at the end because then I would definitely make it better.
1: Like Game of Thrones? Because like it, but not. I was That's like, because the, was most, most of that story's already been told. You don't need to reboot it.
0: Does that, is that what reboot has to mean? You're no. telling the exact same story? No.
1: Think like uh, like the original Battlestar Galactica from like the 70s or 80s or whatever the fuck it came out. Mm-hmm. It was a shitty show. Sucked. Everyone hated it. It was right. canceled after the first season. Yeah. They rebooted it, making the new Battlestar Galactica in like early 2000s. And it was awesome. It was a great show. I love it.
0: It was the one where they gender swapped Starbuck.
1: Yeah. Yeah. They made a lot of weird calls, but they worked out. Okay. It was it was cool mm-hmm. and it was very well done. And they essentially told the same story, but better and different.
0: OK, um, I don't know. I need a second. Does anything occur to you?
1: Yes. I would be rebooting Night at the Museum. OK, the, the movie with the Ben, ben Stiller. Stiller movie. Yeah, um, but I'd make it rated R this time. Nice. There'd be a lot of like murder and like I'm assuming like rape. Right.
0: You're why are you assuming that?
1: I don't know, maybe there's like a Jack the Ripper exhibit or something, or maybe there's like a like a rapist exhibit, I don't know.
0: Oh my God,
1: um, why would, would be, there
0: be a rapist exhibit? It would
1: be a horror movie, you know, it would be a scary movie. So
0: it's Night at the Museum, but the museum is the Museum of Death.
1: Yeah, it's like last night at the museum, you know? Oh, Ooh. it's a horror film now. Yeah. Cool. Mm-hmm. That sounds mm-hmm. like fun. Parking is free. General admission will cost your life.
0: Is that... The, it's a work in
1: progress, but yeah. That's going to be the slogan, the slogan of the movie? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Take the guided tour to your doom, you know?
0: Uh-huh. Um, I think I'd like to do a reboot of Sabrina the Teenage Witch.
1: A reboot of the reboot or a reboot of the original?
0: Um, A reboot of the original. Okay. But I would do what the other reboot failed to do, which is do like a dark, creepy version of it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, they did good in the reboot for, like, a first, like, couple episodes.
0: But See, I wouldn't make the main character a teenager. She's a teenage witch, but that's kind of what I mean. Like, it wouldn't even be when she's a teen. It would okay. have a different title.
1: Sabrina the Adult Witch. Yeah. Okay.
0: Like that, but better than that, though.
1: TVMA, I'm, I'm sure.
0: Yeah, well, yeah.
1: There's going to be fucking sex and violence. Probably,
0: and like, not even on cable.
1: Fucking HBO.
0: Straight to HBO. <laughs> yeah. Okay. It'd be like imagine Sabrina the Teenage Witch grows up and goes from like happy, perky high school teen to like Penny Dreadful.
2: Oh, okay.
0: Modern day.
1: Yeah. No, that's cool. Yeah. I like that. I would watch that show. Would I, you watch my movie?
0: Uh, your reboot of what was it again?
1: Uh, Night at the Museum.
0: Yes, actually, I would. Okay. Yeah. Uh, over the holiday season yeah in fact, while we were wrapping Christmas gifts, Christmas Eve, yeah, <laughs> Terry and I watched um damn it, I forgot what it was called. It's a uh, on shutter right now, and it's a movie where Santa, like the government or something, makes like a bodyguard Santa, like a security santa, okay, so he's Santa Claus, but it's to like protect your house from burglary. <laughs> Okay. So he's like outfitted with weapons and like, I don't know, night vision and things like that. Okay. And, um, the robots malfunction and so they're recalled. So they have to get sent back, but some of the toy shops don't send them back. They still try to sell them. And by some, I mean one in one very unfortunate town Okay, where the robot Santa that's meant for security malfunctions and goes on a killing spree.
2: Oh, Okay.
0: With an axe instead of like guns and explosions and stuff. Interesting. Mm -hmm.
1: Sounds really bad.
0: I thought it was going to be really bad, but in a funny way. And yes, it was.
1: It was exactly that.
0: It was a lot of fun. Like they made fun of themselves as well. It was a lot of fun.
1: Uh, Did you hear that they.
0: Oh, we we that's what campy means. We talked about that.
1: Um, So, you know, that they had remade um, or not remade or rebooted or whatever, but new concept technically, but uh, uh, they turned Winnie the Pooh into like a horror movie. No. It's Winnie the Pooh and Piglet are like full grown dudes okay. in like suits that go on a murder spree. Okay. Those this be like hillbillies or some shit? I have no <laughs> idea. Um, And they're, they're doing that with a lot of things. They're taking like things that is like a childhood staple mm-hmm. and turning them into horror movies now.
0: <laughs> and I love it. I'm for it. Yeah. I'm enjoying it. I can't wait. You know what I still haven't seen? The movie that's supposed to come after the shining with like you and mcgregor
1: oh, as like the little boy um doctor sleep
0: okay i still haven't seen it
1: i haven't seen it either um i heard terrible things oh so i wasn't in a hurry to watch it
0: okay i know? do still want to see it though
1: yeah i mean i still haven't seen um the sequels to split i thought split was fantastic but like oh i
0: didn't even know they made sequels yeah
1: i think it was called glass or something oh and they had, they had Samuel L. Jackson Samuel. As, as Mr. Glass. Bruce Willis. Bruce Willis as, you know, essentially Superman. And
0: um, what was his name? Adam. Indestructible or something. Whatever. In- Invincible. No.
1: Yeah, it was called Invincible. That's what the movie was called anyway. Was it?
0: Huh? Okay.
1: Anyway, uh, it looked like utter garbage. So I didn't watch it.
0: I didn't hear great things, but I didn't hear many things. Which sucks so. because
1: Split was awesome.
0: I didn't think it was awesome. I thought it was good. I thought it was a lot of fun.
1: I thought it was cool shit. The plot twist was that there was no plot twist. Yeah. Like
0: all of your suspicions are true. <laughs> like,
1: like that was so cool. <laughs> <laughs> Normally M. Night Shyamalan likes to try to be super creative with his plot twists and they land like maybe 10% of the time.
0: Okay. Um, I finished The Patient.
2: Oh yeah. How was that? Steve Carell that?
0: and Dominal Gleeson. Yeah. Um, Not what I expected. Much slower burn than anticipated. More of a drama than a horror or crime thriller type thing.
1: Okay. I mean, that makes sense.
0: Yeah, but still good. I'm happy I saw it. Okay,
1: nice. Well, enough movie and uh, TV show talk. Yeah. Because it's time that we return to the stories.
0: Oh, and it's your turn.
1: It is. It is my turn. So originally I was looking up like fucking weird shit that people have tried to return or whatever. And it just wasn't that interesting. Like it, I mean, it was weird. And most of them were to Costco because they'll they'll just take anything.
0: anything. Bed Bath and Beyond is the same way.
1: And so it was, you know, it was it was gross, but it wasn't really that surprising. hmm Um and then I was looking for like people who were possessed multiple times, like the demon returned or oh, something.
0: Oh, interesting.
1: Um, apparently finding possession topics is like really difficult right now.
0: Well, and I, I don't imagine know why. if you Went online and you searched repossession, you wouldn't find a demon returning. That's not what I searched, Jessica. <laughs> okay. I'm just saying.
1: <laughs> but I, I spent a long time trying to figure out like if someone has been possessed, like again, right? Because I thought that'd be interesting, uh-huh. right? Possession stories are disgusting. And so that would have been fun. Um, But then, you know, I just, I kept searching for stuff and it just didn't happen. And then I found uh, like just scrolling through like Facebook news Um, the whole thing about, you heard that whole like really sad Idaho, um, college kid like stabbed a whole bunch of other kids to death. Yeah. So super terrible. And so I was just reading about it and I read a thing that he had allegedly returned to the scene. Apparently he had done his stabbing and whatnot the night before. Mm -hmm. And then the next morning was like driving by and was like parked out front, like staring at the house. Ew. He was like spotted doing that. And so I was like, oh, he returned to the scene of the crime. That's interesting. You hear that all the time,
2: mm-hmm. right?
1: That that criminals return to the scene of the crime. Um, so I was looking it up like, okay, obviously that is not true. Not every single criminal returns to the scene of the crime. Right. Um, and, you know, they, they state that as much as usually that means that it was a crime of passion. And, or, yeah, like there, there it was a passionate thing. Like, so like arsonists are notorious for it. Yeah. They, they get they, off on they it. feel that passion for what's burning and they want to see their work and mm-hmm. whatnot. Um, so I was more interested. I didn't arsonists really aren't that you know exciting to me. Um, and so I was looking a little more trying to look at killers that do it specifically. Um, and I found that there is actually a specific type of killer that always returns to scene of the crime. And by always, I, you know, there's an asterisk on that, but as so I was reading this FBI article, um, apparently, there are three different categories of serial killers. I didn't know this, but there are three categories: there's organized, disorganized, and mixed. Ah, mixed is lame as shit. It just means they don't fit in either one. Um, organized would be like you know the planners, the the Bundys. They cover their tracks. Um,
0: disorganized would be like the night stalker.
1: He he was considered mixed.
0: Really? Yes. Oh, well, I guess the break-ins were organized, but. The people he targeted were chaotic.
1: Yeah, it was there was a lot of a lot of chaos. Um, they they specifically said that uh, a disorganized killer will like do what they what the FBI refers to as a blitz attack. Okay, which is like me and you are hanging out right here at the table, and out of nowhere, I just lunge over and start fucking strangling you to death.
0: Oh, there have been serial killers like that.
1: Uh huh. And now, if you think about it, it's like uh like I was al- I was already planning on killing you. I was just waiting for the time. And oh. now here it is. Oh, okay. It's not like I randomly decided to kill you. It was, I, I've already decided that I'm going to do that. Mm-hmm. So a disorganized killer is much like that. Um, and so I found a few articles that I thought were interesting um, that had examples of disorganized killers. And it wasn't really all that interesting. It was like basically the differences are organized, are planned and disorganized are very heat of the moment. Type of killers Sure. they often leave the bodies where they killed them. they don't try to hide evidence or whatever.
0: It's kind of like you said heat of the moment like passionate, reckless, spontaneous.
1: Yes. Um, and so I was I kept trying to find an example of what was a disorganized uh, serial killer mm-hmm. because they, they they were very vague about it. There's lots of examples about organized. There are lots of examples for mixed, but there's really no example for disorganized. And then I found it on another article that said, that the best prime example would be Jack the Ripper. That Jack the Ripper is the perfect example of a disorganized serial killer. Essentially, he went out at night, found the woman that he would kill, and acted in a terrible way, slaughtered. Yeah. And then left the body there and just dipped. Like, serial killer because he had the same pattern, same MO. Yeah. But disorganized. Like, there's no, he didn't, like, kidnap her and rape and torture her and then, killer and bury her in Hydra body. Like it was a boom, a blitz attack, bam.
0: But that's not to say there weren't still a lot of steps and no, that, of and that there wasn't like time taken with them or like a pattern as to like what he did. It just, I don't know. That would seem like a mixed one to me if I had to, I don't, well, I'm not an expert. Well, you're so. not an
1: expert and an expert said that. So anyway, uh, a disorganized killer is what you would imagine to be like a, basically, you know, you look at Ted Bundy and you don't, you don't think he's, it looks like a serial killer, you sure. know, you look at, I don't know.
0: He always looked creepy to me.
1: I mean, the Night Stalker looks pretty creepy for sure. Yeah, but they said that like the disorganized killers, they're like very, very off-putting. Like you look at them and you know that that's like a weirdo. That's that's literally like oh, one of the really? words that someone used for it. Like that they 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 do they're they not, do not mix
0: because they're disorganized. They're not as good at hiding it. Yes. Well, that I mean they have that makes it sound even less like Jack the Ripper is disorganized. Then
1: maybe I don't know. Um They have difficulties being employed. Um, Apparently, they lack proper hygiene. Usually, have a lot of mental health issues. Have worries about being inadequate. Um, The blitz attack, like I mentioned, like the sudden boom, there it is. Yeah. Um, Overwhelming assault is what they're most common for, or commonly known for. Yeah. Um, Apparently, their their victims are either chosen, like almost at random. Or it's people they know. Very hard to track. Okay. Um, And one of the most important things is their use of, quote, overkill. Um, The FBI refers to them as being barbaric. They're more, like, brutal. That they don't just slit your throat. They stab you 40 times, you know, cut your fingers off, shove fucking shit up your vagina and your butthole, and then slit your throat and kill you. God. Like, that's the type of overkill that we're talking here. And I was like, okay, well, that's all very interesting, but how do I find one? So I looked up people that are similar to Jack the Ripper, and I found one. Okay. Have you ever heard of, and I'm more than likely pronouncing this wrong, the Ypsilanti Ripper? No. So Ypsilanti is a city in Michigan, I believe. Yes, Eastern Michigan, and it's spelled uh, Y-P-S-I-L-A-N-T-I. So okay. Ypsilanti Okay. Don't know. Anyway, so this man, uh, John Norman Collins, was the Ypsilanti Ripper. hmm And had a few uh, a few victims during the 60s. Okay. So there was a woman, 19-year-old Mary. I don't know how to pronounce your last name, so I'm going to try it. Mary. Uh, her body was found and was in a very poor state. Very, very, very badly decomposed, this okay. body was now uh she was a student at eastern michigan university okay studying accounting and whatnot so she's you know smart probably good with numbers um she was last seen alive uh the the night of july 9th 1967 her neighbor saw her walking towards her apartment and they said that they saw twice a young man in a bluish grayish chevy um that like slowed to a stop like in front of her apartment um and apparently the woman would had talked to this man in his car. Okay. And both times, apparently, they said that they saw her shake her head and walk away. So like maybe he thought she was a prostitute or something. I don't fucking know. Uh, well, that was the last time she was seen alive because she was then found on August 7th. Mm. Okay, so that is a whole month later. Yeah. Her body was found in uh, at an abandoned farm at Superior Township don't know what that is, but if you're from Michigan, you probably do. Uh, two 15-year-old boys found her. They found a very, 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 very badly decomposed body. The pathologist apparently was able to determine that this woman, uh, uh, for the time being Jane Doe, was stabbed appar- approximately 30 times in the chest and the abdomen, um, they assume with a knife. Her feet had been severed just above the ankle the thumb and sections of the fingers of one hand were missing and one forearm had been severed from her body, okay?
0: So it'd been removed.
1: Been removed, I mean, cut off. Now, with dental records, they were able to identify it as Mary. So, and you know, uh, this is a little future note, doesn't really matter all that much, but her body parts were never found. The rest of them were never found, just her body was. And so, despite the advanced state Right of her body's uh, like decomposition, mm-hmm. uh, the pathologist also was able to locate multiple abrasions. Um, I think that means like like skin tears uh, on the on her uh, chest and torso. So they assume that she was uh, very very heavily beaten before mm. her death. Yeah, and they theorized that she had been raped as well. But because her body was so decomposed, there's really no evidence of rape anymore, if there there was. Um, So then, now they decide, the investigators are looking at the crime scene, okay, where they found the body.
0: And the state of her is that, like, overkill stuff you were talking about. Yes.
1: So, they start looking at the crime scene, and they realize something. This body was moved. Now, initially... They said that the body had was laying on a pile of bottles and cans Mm -hmm. that was uh, obscured by like trees. Then it was dragged five feet from its location into a field where it could be more easily exposed, but was still undiscovered. And then it was moved three feet further into the field. And apparently within a day or two, then the body was discovered.
0: So he wanted... Then he wanted someone to find it. He
1: wanted people to find it. Okay. And dragged the body multiple times, returned to the scene, by the way, multiple times.
0: <laughs> ah, it's yes. all coming together. It's all coming
1: together. <laughs> um, so 2 days after the body was discovered, that's when um they identified Mary. Um a young man claiming to be a friend of hers and her family's arrived at the funeral home that was holding the body before the burial. So the killer Maybe, who knows. Now, apparently this man asked to take a photo of the body laying in the coffin uh, because he wanted to make a keepsake for her parents. Okay. Now, the person, the mortician, or whatever you wanna call them, was like, not chill with that. and was like, yeah, absolutely not. Um, Like, they
0: can take the photo themselves. Yeah type of thing.
1: And so he had said back to the mortician, you mean you can't fix her up enough so I could just get one picture of her. The mortician said, no, get the fuck out. He was kicked out, he left the funeral home, and apparently they said that they didn't have a very clear description of him, which is kind of bullshit because he had a conversation with someone. Sure. But all they knew was that he was a handsome young man who drove a blue-gray Chevy. Oh. And they thought it was odd that he wanted to take a picture and d- didn't have a camera, yeah.
0: Gross.
1: Yeah, very gross. Um, about a year later, July 1968, another body was discovered, a partially decomposed mutilated body of 20-year-old Joan, okay? It was found by uh, construction workers on, uh, on like a roadside. She had been raped, then stabbed 25 times. Several of those stabbings, by the way, punctured her lungs, liver, and her carotid artery. Oh. An additional stab wound apparently was behind her left ear and it was so devastating, it fractured her skull. Okay. In addition, her throat had been slashed. Her mini skirt was tied around her neck. Ah. Yes, she was dead for several days, but they had noticed that her, basically the bottom half of her body was kind of preserved. Okay. But the top half of her body was decomposing. Mm Mm-hmm. And so they were- I think that
0: has anything to do with the fact that like most of her wounds were up there.
1: No, they actually concluded that she must have been stored in a, quote, naturally cool environment, but the upper part of her body probably didn't fit. Ew. So the bottom part of her body was being cooled, but the top half just wasn't. Where was she? No one knows. Ugh. Uh, and they they know that the body was moved because there was a lack of blood around the corpse. Got it. Um, they think that her body was there for less than 24 hours and that her murderer likely drove and dumped the body there, apparently throwing clumps of grass over her to hide her, you know, quote, unquote, hide. I don't know how you're gonna hide a body with grass.
0: But why even try to make it look like you're hiding the body when you obviously aren't and you want it to be found?
1: Yeah, I don't know. Um, Anyway, investigators determined that this corpse of this young woman looked very similar to the one that they found a year ago, and so they uh, started like a task force on it and they assume that they will, are, are on track to having a serial killer.
0: So she was she was obviously brutalized, but she didn't have anything severed?
1: No, she still had all of her body parts. Okay. Um, apparently she was last seen by her roommate, uh, Susan, at a bus stop uh, the night of June 30th, so about a week before her body was found. hmm uh, Apparently she had intended to travel to visit her boyfriend, um, her roommate walked with her to the bus stop and she told investigators that apparently Joan intended on hitchhiking after she had missed the bus.
0: Not advisable.
1: No, very, but very But then not. again,
0: in the 60s, they still didn't know that.
1: So um, apparently she started her hitchhiking journey um, and a vehicle had stopped and slowed and the driver asked her if she wanted a ride. She said yes. She took him on the ride and the the roommate saw that it was a, Mid twenties looking man with
0: mm, a bluish grayish dark short heavy.
1: brown hair. She did not name the car. I she wasn't paying dark. attention. I guess. Anyway, a lot of the leads really led nowhere mm-hmm. with investigators, but they did find two two more eyewitnesses that stated that they had seen Joan um, walking with a young man that evening that she disappeared. And although neither eyewitness was positive, both believed the student to be John Norman Collins at Eastern Michigan University. Um, Now police questioned him and he denied that he never knew her. Um, He had spent that weekend with his mother at her house in Detroit and he had not returned to Ypsilanti until the morning of July 1st. Um, Apparently police were just like, oh yeah, that sounds sounds right. And they wrote him off. Wow. (laughs) Yeah. So spring, uh, March uh, 1969, 23 year old student at University of Michigan Law uh, was named Jane and there was a, apparently she had posted a note on her like college bulletin board that was seeking a lift across the state of Michigan to get to Muskegon, Muskegon, whatever the fuck you wanna call it, some other city. Mm -hmm. Um, She disappeared, very soon after that.
0: I I imagined that's where this was going.
1: Yes, Um, now obviously she didn't make it to, to that place. Muskegon. Muskegon, oh, by the way, that was in New York, not Michigan. So kind of a far drive, anyway. Uh, but her fully clothed body, covered with her own raincoat, was found next to a copy of the novel Catch-22. Huh. Uh, I don't know. Apparently an autopsy revealed that she had been shot twice in the head at point blank range with a twenty two caliber pistol, then <coughs> garretted uh, with a nylon stocking.
0: After being shot?
1: After being shot twice. And then um, they think she died by the strangulation, not the bullets.
0: Like she was still dying she from the bullets? She was still dying
1: from the bullets, and then she was strangled to death. Um, but they noted that she had not been sexually assaulted. Uh, also, her body was found in a place that was nowhere near uh, where she was murdered, they determined as well.
0: Which is was true for the others as well. Yeah,
1: so let me see. Okay, so four days later now, okay, we're speeding things way up. Four days later, March 25th, same year 1969, apparently a surveyor found a nude mutilated body of a teenage girl that was uh, lying near like a vacant house in like a remote section Mm -hmm. of uh, some, you know, street. Uh, And about a few hundred yards from that exact spot is where the body of Joan was found eight months before. Okay. Okay. So they investigators were obviously called to the crime scene. This is looking bad. And they said that they described this, the injuries as being the worst that they had seen in their 30 years of police work. Oh no. Uh, Apparently the victim, an autopsy showed that she had died of numerous fractures covering a whole third of her skull.
0: No. And
1: one side of her face, all of these had been inflicted with a heavy blunt instrument, obviously. Now these injuries had been um, inflicted after the victim had been extensively beaten, tortured, and apparently the killer placed a section of her own shirt into her trachea in order to muffle her screams, then continued with blunt force trauma to the face, head, and body, including several deep lacerations, um, which they believed so to be that, at her too. that he was whipping her with a leather strap.
0: Oh, no.
1: Yes. Um, apparently, there were also marks that showed that this victim was uh, had uh, restraints on her Appendages, um, and apparently after you know the whipping and whatnot, she was still alive. They believe that is when the killer took a branch out of a nearby tree and shoved it eight inches into her no. vagina. No. Uh, yes, blood splat- splatterings and all fucked up like soil and shit showed that she was beaten right where the body was found, uh. and that she may have attempted to escape but didn't succeed. Obviously. Yeah. Uh, The victim was identified as 16-year-old Marilyn, Uh. who had disappeared while hitchhiking in Ann Arbor.
0: Oh my god, that's so terrible.
1: Very terrible. Um, We are going to move on to what is technically the final murder.
0: Only technically?
1: Only technically, and I'll tell you why after. Okay. 18-year-old Karen, um, she was a student at Eastern Michigan University. Last seen alive July 3rd, 23rd, 1969 reported missing by her roommate. Three days after her disappearance, her nude body was discovered face down in like a wooded area by like a river or something. Okay. The medical examination revealed that she had been extensively beaten uh, to the face and the body with lacerations inflicted um, in severe sections of the skin. Apparently it was so severe that chunks of her skin was missing. From lacerations meaning like Oh, whipping leather her whipping her that bad,
0: yeah. yeah.
1: There were extensive skull and brain injuries um, inflicted with the blunt instrument, and she had been forced to ingest a, quote, caustic substance. Caustic? Caustic means flammable, I believe.
0: Why? Her
1: neck, shoulders, nipples, and breasts had been burned with the same caustic agent, Ugh. they said. Yes. Um. And then apparently he had also placed a section of cloth in her throat in order to muffle her screams throughout the torture. So after all of that, she died of strangulation. None oh of that killed her.
0: Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Poor baby. So
1: mind you, all the all the damage to the brain, she probably wasn't really there anymore, but I still. I mean,
0: that, thank God, but still, whoa.
1: Yeah. So very crazy. Uh, forensics found that she had definitely been raped before she was murdered. Um, apparently, her torn panties had been forced inside of her vagina, post coitus, I'm assuming. All right. Um, and they found human semen, they found hair clippings that looked about to be a man's hair clipping length. And- You mean
0: like his pubes?
1: No, I think like from his head. Like oh. she might've like ripped hair out. Oh,
0: I see, I see. Yeah. You said clippings and I just I wasn't mean, sure what to yeah. make of that.
1: That's the word they used here, but whatever. Um, So obviously investigators were still trying to find this dude, not having a lot of luck. The person who last saw her alive, gave a statement saying that he last saw her alive, uh, was told to a cop who recognized the name in one of the other cases as John Norman Collins. So they had, obviously he had been previously interviewed and they had written him off and now he's back on the, the suspect list. This is where it gets a little weird. Okay. Because it's almost as if he was gonna get away with it. They really had, like they questioned him and they had nothing to pin against him other than his name came up in two different murder cases.
0: Which it's looks pretty, pretty bad. Pretty damning. Yeah.
1: But nothing- Not enough. Nothing conclusive. And yeah. so he was, I mean, they had nothing against him at all. Um,
0: He's a young guy. It would make sense for him to be associated with young women.
1: Yes, exactly. So apparently at this time, um, his uncle, who was a cop, or a detective, actually- uh, oh, that's
0: wild. Yeah, his
1: uncle was a detective. Apparently his, they were like on vacation or something, and so John- uh, norman collins uh-huh was house sitting for them and when the uncle and his family got back from their vacation they noticed that things were kind of weird like like in the house like in the house like apparently the wife had noticed that like cleaning items were missing and uh, their thing of like spray paint was missing and they really weren't sure they looked in the basement and had found that there were spots that were like spray painted over and so the dad or the, sorry, not the dad. The uncle was a detective, and so he, like, scraped it to see what was underneath the paint, and he saw what he believed to be blood. Wasn't sure, though. Immediately phoned in his station to get people out there. He knew that his nephew was a suspect. Oh. But believed him to be innocent. Okay. Um,
0: Well, good for him for calling that in.
1: Yes. So it gets pretty, pretty damning pretty quick because in the basement, they do find blood. Yeah. The blood type matches the blood of... The, the last victim. Mm-hmm. And they also find hair.
0: 18-year-old Karen, you said, was the last one?
1: Yes, 18-year-old okay. Karen. Um, so they found blood that matched her blood type, right? Mm-hmm. Not quite damning.
0: It, it's but good. Good. To make note of.
1: And then they find hair. And now this hair, they compared it to the other hair that they found, and it was essentially a perfect match. There we go. So that was... that. Was,
0: the smoking gun.
1: Um, so he went to... Trial, he was arrested, uh, sent, or not convicted or sentenced, he was arrested and they went to trial where he was in fact found guilty of one murder. Ugh. And that would be Karen.
0: Because her DNA was found there. Yes. But they couldn't pin the rest on him?
1: That's right. And now, remember where I said that was kind of sort of his last one? Yeah. Yeah, it technically wasn't. Because before police caught him, because he went on the lam.
0: Did he commit suicide? He was running? No. Oh. He
1: went on the lam. Right. Police were chasing him. Apparently he drove like a fucking U-Haul or some shit to California Mm -hmm. um, where he allegedly murdered a 13 year old girl doing the same things. But because of confusing state extradition laws, that murder could not be sent. He couldn't be sentenced for that in Michigan or some shit.
0: So charge him in California. I
1: don't have no idea how it works, but that was his last victim was a 13 year old girl. Okay. then they got him. Broadway, Michigan, where he served on trial and he was sentenced to it was a it was a technically a life sentence. OK, but also technically not because it, it was essentially life with the possibility of parole
0: in two, after 200 years or something. after
1: 20 years oh. of what they called it like harsh labor and solitary confinement.
0: So basically things that will make him more sane.
1: Maybe. I don't know.
0: That was sarcasm. Uh, You're going to make a crazy piece of shit. Even more of a sociopath, it sounds like to me. Probably. And then you're gonna maybe release him after 20 years. Yeah. He'll be still a young, capable man yeah. when that happens, if it does. Well, it's not what, the case. What year he, is that supposed to be?
1: This was in a. I think he was convicted. You said or, the 60s, so
0: that I would think have it was been. Like
1: 70 or 71 or some shit okay, when he was so sentenced.
0: He could have. Could have been, been released out before the year 2000, in like the 2010s.
1: Yeah, not the case. He's still in prison now oh good he's, that's good he's 75 years old he, it doesn't look like he's ever leaving prison okay because like i said uh, he can't really appeal for a fucking parole because they're going to look at it and be like yeah well you you still murdered that girl in california and haven't like served that right so we're, they're just never going to prove his parole essentially is what that means uh but yeah that is the ypsilanti ripper who returned to the scene just like the fbi says all disorganized killers do right which is very interesting
0: Super interesting. By the
1: way, that was just one of the people that I found that was similar to Jack the Ripper. Apparently there are Rippers galore. There are a lot of Rippers. There's a lot of wild stuff out there. Yeah.
0: Crazy stuff. Crazy people.
1: So we got a whole lot of Rippers to talk about. I won't be talking about them next week because, you know, that'll be somewhat difficult.
0: You've been trying to find a killer salesman. You found that carpet guy the episode before. That's true.
1: When you said killer salesman, I thought you meant like a salesman who's like really good at his job.
0: You could find that too. I could. You could could talk about the life of Billy Mays. (gasps) <gasps> oh, but I'm, maybe I will. T- I'm doing sail because
1: like a, like a boat, it's
0: going to be a lot of boats, not Just all sailing. boats, but it, I mean, that was the first thing I found was boats.
1: Um, that's it. That is the end. No more returning to those stories ever again.
0: No more returning Mm-mm. to them.
1: All gone. Jessica. Yeah. Return your hand to the wheel and spin it. I will. All right. What's your butthole tattoo?
0: Oh, that's interesting.
1: How did they know that I have a butthole tattoo?
0: Oh, it's asking what tattoo you have on your butthole right now?
1: Interesting. Uh, No. I I don't have a tattoo. I don't have a tattoo on my butthole. I'm far too scared for that. I Uh, mean, is that,
0: did we just answer it then? Also, I
1: feel like it'd be very humiliating. No, I think what they're saying more is like, you are in fact getting a butthole tattoo. What is it? Okay. I think I do like, like an avocado And like my butthole's like the pit. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. You know? Uh Uh-huh. That might be fun.
0: Yeah, that'd be cool.
1: Because I I mean, I haven't seen my butthole in a long time. Uh Uh-huh. Right? But I'm pretty sure it's like a darker butthole, you know?
0: Sure. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So I think it'd be a perfect, perfect avocado pit. (laughs) Like I said, I haven't seen it in a while, so who knows? Maybe it's gotten lighter.
0: Have you seen it ever? My butthole? Yeah. Yeah. You just, you got a little mirror and you wanted to say hi? (laughs) Yeah. I was just like, what
1: would my butthole look like? (laughs) I mean, I don't know. I was like eleven, you know.
0: <laughs> no, you're. Cute. I did the same thing. <laughs> yeah, because I think it was. I it really never occurred to me until I was. I don't know. Mom was watching something on TV, and I think I was like twelve or thirteen, and it was like oh, a joke. It was a parody. Something like, about like bleached buttholes. No, maybe.
1: I think that's what it was, and I was like, why would people bleach their butthole? Well, and this, so I looked at my butthole and was like, ah,
0: it was. That's why like, it was this like female empowerment lifetime you know, made for TV movie or something. Yeah. And there was like a yoga class, but it wasn't for yoga, like the same vibe and same like crowd, but it wasn't for yoga. It was for like female confidence. Oh. And she passed like a handheld mirror out to everybody and was like, go home and look at your vagina and butt. Why? Cause that's like, that's your womanhood. Like you, in order to get in touch with your feminine side, you need to get familiar with like your, your vagina your for some reason. And I was like, why? And then I was like, why wouldn't I know what my own vagina looks like, I guess? And my butt. I'm already down there. Sure. I mean, it's right there. What's it look like? What if I've got like some crazy birthmark and I go my whole life never knowing?
1: You have a mole? I do. A a big ass mole, like on your butthole?
0: Not a big one, but yeah, it's close. On the butthole? Yeah, it's like on the rim.
1: On the rim of your butthole, you got a mole? Yeah. That's gross. (laughs) What? That's gross. What if you like ripped it off when you were wiping or something? I mean, I'd be terrified.
0: It's not, no, it's not one of those that sticks up. It's just a little spot.
1: Mm. I have a mole on my ball sack and (laughs) uh, it is one of the ones that sticks up. And
0: it's, (laughs) it's, it's It's terrifying. those big old like moles on a witch's nose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's like like two hairs sticking out of it. No, there's no
1: hairs, but like, no, it's like a mole and it's on my, my ball sack and When I, you know, try to do some manscaping as of, I'm terrified because I've nicked it once <gasps> and it bled like a motherfucker. You would not believe the amount of blood that came out of my ball sacks mole.
0: Your it was ball crazy. mole?
1: My ball mole.
0: Yep. <laughs> That's funny. Um, So I I don't really know. I think I'd want to get sci-fi with my butthole tattoo. Ooh, yeah. I like that. I think I would want to, like I'd ask for this like sci-fi scene on either cheek, you know? Okay. Where if I spread it, that's when the scene unfolds.
2: Ooh, and okay. it
0: like it looks like you've walked into this like almost like a rainbow bridge type deal. Okay, like the oh, what's the bridge called? The Thor travels on the, to get to the, the
1: Bifrost.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it looks like that. Okay, like but sci-fi, and it's like surrounded by space and like I'm thinking like funky like a Pink Floyd album cover type thing. Interesting prisms and triangle so You're shapes. not
1: you're not utilizing the butthole for anything. You're just doing art.
0: It's all leading toward it though.
1: Oh, everything is leading you toward the butthole. Yeah. But your butthole isn't tattooed because it would needs to be for this one.
0: I think it would just well it's the that's the thing though. It's a black hole in space.
1: I need more. I need there to be a, a tattoo gun on your butthole.
0: I think it'd be way cooler if it was like I d- I mean considering that it's in the center of my ass cheeks, this is impossible. But if it were possible, I think it'd be really cool if my butthole was the eye of like a tiger.
1: Interesting. Okay.
0: I think that'd be really cool. I just don't think it's possible. I also considered um, the Cyclops from like old ancient Greek fables and stuff. There
1: you go. That's a better that. one. I That's a better that. one.
0: But then I thought, no, but Terry would have to fuck it. <laughs> so That's true. I mean, what, I mean, I'm I'm trying to take into consideration. By the way, ex-
1: did you just admit that Terry fucks your butthole?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, are you shocked? Isn't <laughs> that, doesn't everybody do that now? <laughs> Isn't that pretty commonplace?
1: It's 2023. Everyone does butt stuff now.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so I'm trying to take into consideration Terry's experience, you know? Okay. And I want it to be nice, but I also want to enjoy myself. And the funnier it is, the more I will. But the funnier it is, the less he will.
1: What if it was like the Van Gogh, like screaming man, but like, <laughs> <laughs> but like the butthole is the mouth?
0: <laughs> That's really funny. Um, yeah, you could do like, ooh, like a like the mouth of a of a snake or something, and the butthole is like the little like trachea. In the the back of its throat. Oh,
1: yeah. The little dangly. You
0: got to fuck the snake's mouth. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I've seen people do, I've seen it on on their belly buttons. People have tattooed a cat turned around. Yeah. So that the belly button is its butthole under its tail. Mm -hmm. I think that's funny. But I'd probably have to go with something like really badass somehow. Like maybe I'd get like an American traditional like star where my butthole is in the middle. But it's surrounded by like eagles and fucking <laughs> knives. It's the most
1: patriotic butt tattoo in <laughs> the world.
0: Yeah. Okay. I can accept that. I yeah, can accept something that. Something like that.
1: Well, if you liked what you heard, please like, rate, subscribe, and share this podcast. You can share this with anyone and everyone. And should. You definitely should.
0: They would all enjoy it. You're going to Best Buy? Tell them. Maybe it's a trade. You get a discount. I will recommend you a really yeah. good podcast if you give me 10% off of this flat screen TV. Boom done mhm
1: easy peasy um, please go ahead and visit our website 3 it does need to be updated but we're working on it promise
0: on our website you can find a link to our paypal account our single time donation button also our internet tip jar give us a little visit maybe instead of buying you know a f- frappuccino yeah <laughs> you don't <laughs> and give, yeah. Us, give us the just about. just don't <laughs> <laughs> you give us the money for it. Come on, that's five
1: twenty-five. Do you really need all those calories? No. Give it to us.
0: <laughs> yeah, we're way better for you. You lose yeah. calories laughing.
1: Uh, correct. Correct. Yeah. correct.
0: yeah. You know, you just, oh, you know, I just got a raise because this podcast helped me focus on my work so great.
1: Yeah. You got a dollar raise. That means you can afford to give us $40 a week. Yeah. Because you weren't expecting that. Mm-hmm. You're just welcome. Toss it to us on, on PayPal, yeah. on our website. Yeah,
0: Or... Because $40 a week, who can afford that? Why don't you instead go on Patreon, only $5 a month?
1: Oh, well, that's so affordable.
0: I know. Isn't that such a reasonable price for all of the wonderful things you get when you join it?
1: You get wonderful things, including the super secret, ultra-sensitive, classified, no-one-knows-about-it podcast that we have on there called Three Shot Cinema.
0: (gasps) Oh, no. You revealed the secret. Oh, no. Well,
1: might as well reveal a little more. Jess and I watch movies. Typically, they are bad movies. That's, that's not that's, on purpose. That's just our luck. You know, it's that's, really that's, not that's on not purpose. by choice. No. Um, and then we talk about them. And perhaps you are curious about a movie, and we will give you, uh, at the beginning of the episode, a non-spoiler review. You'll hear our thoughts about it without ruining anything. And then we will get into the nitty gritty and talk about the entire movie in extreme, excruciating detail.
0: But through our lens, so that you can at least enjoy it, instead of watching it, and being disappointed like we were.
1: Yeah. Yeah. We're almost always disappointed.
0: Yeah. We are really trying, though, to find a movie that's good.
1: Yes. Uh, coming out soon will be the episode on men. Um, it would have been out sooner, but just decided to delete the recording.
0: No, I didn't decide so to. So now
1: we got to do it all over I again. I didn't
0: decide to delete it. It was an honest mistake. Whatever. I overwrote it with another file before renaming it, and it was an accident.
1: Whatever. Uh, also, coming out soon, uh, probably like same day as the men episode, is going to be Barbarian. We Barbarian. did watch that movie, and we will be talking about it on Three Shot Cinema. Mm-hmm.
0: Very mm-hmm.
1: excited. Uh, you already know the next topic. It's sail.
0: Sail. Sail away. Sail, away. sail. Oh,
1: shit. And Yeah. <laughs> Wait, that's Orinoco flow. <laughs> I think so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good ear. Thank you.
0: Well, we'll see you guys next week. What Don't do we- forget
1: to go and buy your copy of Jihad, The Secret War in Afghanistan apparently one of the top-selling fictional non-fiction books.
0: Uh Uh-huh. Surprise fiction. Ooh. That could be a genre, too.
1: Ooh. I like that. Surprise. Okay, bye, everybody.
0: Later. I don't know how true it is now, because I feel like If it were, it'd be like all over everything that it happened, but.
1: No, because news doesn't care about the world. They they care about (laughs) celebrities and politicians.